Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is November 7th, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by author Crystal Hope. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Empathy is a connection. It's a ladder out of the shame hole. By Brene Brown. So we are drinking witch's pie from Sip a Spell, which is a tea that's really supposed to capture the flavors of pecan pie. So if that is something you're totally into sipping on in the morning or afternoon, it's caffeine free. Sip on it when you like and really want to get that kind of like holiday uh, vibes. This is it. I am someone who is so like novelty driven, especially when it comes to the holidays. Every single holiday drink, I'm going to drink it. I am down for whatever concoctions Starbucks want to come wants to come up with. I'm down for any variation of hot chocolate. I am just down. <laughs> like I absolutely love it. So, digging into some headlines, this comes to us from mirror.co.uk. Inside grave of a child vampire who was weighed down to stop them returning from the dead. And this is from September 24th of this year. And who is this written by? Ryan Fari. So an analysis of the burial site of so-called child vampire has revealed gruesome details about how superstition drove a twisted child burial in the 17th century Poland. In August, the remains of a child with a heavy padlock tied around their ankle was exhumed from a cemetery in Poland where they had been buried beside 30 other corpses, including a vampire woman. So the six-year-old child who locals feared would come back to life after death was discovered laying face down in their grave. Those who buried the child had hoped that if the body reanimated, it would bite the earth in front of its face rather than seeking the flesh of the human beings above. The padlock wrapped around its ankle that it would be unable to clamber out of the grave. The torso of the little vampire was also stolen by terrified locals and presumably destroyed. Benedict, uh, uh, Benedictine monk Anton Augustine Clement wrote at the time in Hungary, Moravia, Silesia, and Poland. They see it is said men who have been dead for several months come back to earth, talk, walk, infest villages, ill use both men and beasts, suck the blood of their near relations, make them ill, and finally cause their death. The earliest reports of vampires trace back to the 11th century Eastern Europe with countless graves bearing marks of the superstition having been uncovered since uh, ever since. 
Darius Polinski, the leader of the DIG and professor at Nicholas uh, Coponius University, said the child was clearly greatly feared, adding that the reason for such a brutal and disgusting burial is unknown. He believes that clues in the graves may suggest that the kid had been found guilty of harming the living. Uh, maybe the child was found guilty of someone's death, an accident, or creating worse living conditions in general. A few feet from the little vampire's grave, a woman was found buried in a similar condition with the blade pinning her down across the throat. She had also been padlocked across her toe to stop her climbing from her resting place. Speaking to the Daily Mail, Polinsky added, Ways to protect against the return of the dead include cutting off the head, legs, placing the deceased face down to bite into the ground, burning them, and smashing them with a stone. The sickle was not laid flat but placed on the neck so that if the deceased were to reanimate, uh, it would cut off their head or cause them to be injured. And I will say for anyone like super concerned um, about these things, very often these things would be happening like way after the person's death. Uh, so just from what I've read, at least in some areas, the idea was that if a family member were to get sick, like really gravely ill, after the death and burial of a deceased loved one, uh, ways they would try to save the living or combat the illness would be to do these things later to the grave and the corpse. Uh, the idea was that they were fearing that the dead family member from the grave was like stealing the health of the living. Um, I don't know if that helps, but I'm just saying, like, these weren't things done to the person when they were alive. I don't know if that makes anyone feel better. It's just something that is very, very um, interesting. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, November 7th. The waning crescent moon crosses all the T's and dots all the I's in Virgo today. Here, the moon trines Jupiter. This is a welcome break in the clouds after the T-squares of the last couple of days. The moon's trine to Jupiter lends good feelings all around. These two planets are in Earth signs, and they're promoting the goodwill to push up our sleeves and really get to work on things that matter. Let these good feelings buoy your efforts today, and find a project that you enjoy to put this energy into. You'll get a lot done and feel great about it to boot. Your daily moon mantra is, you are your greatest asset. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Author Crystal Hope will soon be releasing her debut novel, Blood and Lies. Blood and Lies is a paranormal romance featuring supernatural investigators and gothic horror with a bit of spice stirred in. Check out other works she's contributed to, including Spells for Good Times, as well as Conjuring with Cannabis, Spells, and Rituals for the Weed Witch by Carrie Connor with Crystal Hope and Tyler D. Martin. These witchy works can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, or your favorite local witchy shop. Follow Crystal Hope's publishing journal on Instagram at Crystal Hope. That's K-R-Y-S-T-L-E-H-O-P-E.
All right. So we have a question from one of our listeners, Karen, in our Facebook group. Karen writes, um, I have missed keeping up with our witch family so much. Uh, my dad went into home hospice last week with Alzheimer's. Mom made a promise to keep him home and allow him to pass in his own bed. Well, needless to say, I'm glad I'm a nurse. It's been rough and exhausting, but the veil is sitting for him. All this to ask, does anyone have spells, simmer pots, or sigils that help with crossing the veil? I'm an energy healer and have been assessing his energy system, but his disease is stubborn. Thank you in advance. Sending light and love. So we have some great advice here. Teresa writes, home hospice is such a blessing. I'm glad you were able to do that for him. Being a nurse will make certain aspects easier, but I know from experience it is still difficult. Thank you for honoring your dad in this way. I don't have spells, simmer pots, or sigils, but I would point you toward the goddess Hecate. She is a psychopomp, which means she helps people pass over. She is also called Queen of the Witches and has been known to teach people witchcraft. Honestly, I think if you go to her, tell her what you are doing and ask for her help, she will likely give you uh, all that you were asking for. Something she likes uh, if you want to give her offerings, eggs, honey, lavender. She also loves dandelions and dogs, especially black ones, torches, keys, snakes. I have involved her in many works uh, for patience and comfort care. Which uh, I think that's great. I, I love that idea of kind of maybe because I like the idea of that like sometimes when we need help the most we can't always do it ourselves and i like the idea of when we're going through a mourning process or a grief process turning to a goddess to kind of help uh is a really nice idea amber writes it was the calmest passing for my papa coming home and being on hospice all of his kids my aunts uncles from four different states made it to his bedside to say goodbye and they were with him when he crossed over it's definitely um I applaud you for being able to help and take care of him. It's so much to take care of and balance emotionally, mentally, and physically. Sending you love and light during this difficult time. Reading poetry or a favorite book was very calming and humming his favorite songs. So Nat says, keeping you in my thoughts during this difficult time, my mother, a retired RN, and I have been caregivers for my grandmother on hospice this year, and we're currently getting close to the end. I don't have any specific advice, but I've been reading Death Nesting by Anne-Marie Kelpel, a death doula, and it's been incredibly helpful for both me and in setting up my grandmother for an easier transition. I definitely think all of this is, uh, advice is really helpful, and I'm so happy to see a lot of the advice coming from other medical professionals who um, are around this really often, who have seen this happen, who have had personal experience with it. Um, I going to tell you, I, I, I personally don't. Um, I've only been in this situation once, uh, two years ago, still grieving. <laughs> it's hard. Um, but one of the things that I really liked here that stood out is I love the idea of reading death nesting. That could be really comforting. I also stumbled recently across something called a grief, uh, journal for maybe after the transition. Um, but I really like the idea of kind of kind of passing some of the burden on to maybe a deity that you work with, uh, because when you are going through these emotionally tumultuous times, sometimes we can know what to do 
but it's just too hard, you know? So I like the idea of turning to someone to kind of carry some of the burden for us, whether that be a deity, other witches, friends. I think that's a really nice support system. And I'm going to be honest, in my experience as a witch, I've never been so thankful for community because when you need it the most is when you don't have it to give, you know, and having other people you love and trust who are good at what they do and competent at what they do and knowing you can turn to them and they'll pick up what you can't is such an incredible gift. So this is just my sign to everyone. Have a community. Have a community because when you need help, it's really nice to know there's people that you that like you can reach out to. I also really loved Amber's ideas of like reading favorite poems, favorite books, humming favorite songs. I think that is a really beautiful way to help someone cross over. Um Yeah. You know, telling them you love them and all of that. So I really hope this is helpful, uh, Karen. You know, if and when you're comfortable, uh, please feel free to update us. All right. So we have some uh, a response to one of our urban legend stories. The Cracker Lady, if you don't remember, I read one of the urban legends of a elderly woman who would go door to door to sell crackers. And the idea is that first she would come through, I think it was very Beauty and the Beast. First she'd come through as an elderly woman uh, and then she would come by as, I guess, a beautiful woman. And the idea is that if you didn't buy the crackers, like bad things would happen. But even if you did buy the crackers, like the crackers would, would turn to dirt or something like that. And then you still couldn't have the crackers. And I think I had made a comment that said, but even if you did all the right things, you still don't get to eat your cracker. And that's not very nice. Um, uh, Lilith commented and she said, I, I'm caught up on the podcast and my take on the you still don't get to get a cracker, even if you buy from both of them. And she responded that her take on it is good deeds are their own reward. You could never expect something for them. If you only buy from the pretty lady, you aren't supporting for the sake of supporting. You're probably supporting for boobs, apparently. And if you buy from both in the middle of the night, you are supporting the poor, and that's its own reward. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess, like, supporting for the sake of supporting is its own reward. But it's also, like, a business transaction. And I want my cracker. But if I buy a cracker from a nice lady, I would like to eat my cracker. That's all I'm saying. But I, I guess I get the lesson. Um, I also really love food made by older women because it has, like, so much care in it. And I don't know. I would be sad if I bought, like, a lovely little thing from a nice little lady and I didn't get to have it. Um, But if anyone knows anything about me, I, I love a little treat. That's, like, my thing. Um, uh, Cassandra, when she came, one of our listeners, when she came to New Orleans, uh, she brought me a bunch of little treats. And Frankie, when she came to New Orleans, brought me something called sponge candy, which I had never heard of. And now I'm obsessed with it. 
I think it is like now my new favorite candy in the whole world. Um, but I love other cultures and I love little treats from other cultures. So anyone who knows anything about me knows I love a little I think they're I think it's neat and fun and just so nice. So yeah, I guess that's the lesson. You 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 support for the sake of supporting, not to have your cracker, but whatever. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. Uh, let's see. I want to give a shout out to listener Pietra Simmons. Pietra, you starry-eyed, insidious kraken. Uh, Jupacabra, you magical golden gnome. And finally, Garrus Sue, you magical, splendid vampire slayer. Thank you three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card is Friendship from Sacred Symbols Oracle. A new ally, positive support, community, and camaraderie. Meditate when you want more harmony and peace in your community. Also use this card to draw new alliances and friends. All right, which is before we leave, I do have some housekeeping. Uh, we do have a new little tool at our podcast disposal, and we we did something similar a few years ago for spooky stories, but basically, I don't want to just read your submissions. I want you to be able to call in. So we do have a new line where you can call in and leave us a voice message where you can ask a question or give some feedback, or share something. Uh, if you call in and leave a message, please use um, an alias, and please know we will uh, use your voicemail on the show. Um, as well as, we're also looking for like a fun little hot goss, drama hot goss, for our Christmas Eve show. Uh, as you know, we do fun little, uh, we always do our annual Christmas variety show every Christmas day. Uh, however, I want to start implementing fun little silly uh, shows on Christmas Eve. So if you have any fun hot goss that you want to share that is just like, we don't know these people, but we love the drama. So you can call us at 504-291-4527. Leave a message with either your hot, hot goss or uh, for a question, feedback, response, follow-up, anything like that. And I can't wait to hear from you. All right, witches. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources. Anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again uh, Thursday. All right. Bye. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day, full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.